Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and PantelisComedy.com. It's the Pantelis Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, guess who's back? Uh, it's me. After a hiatus of, what, like six months or something? I was uh, away because I didn't want to split my focus. Me and Mike were uh, getting two drink minimum up, and I wanted to focus most on that. And you could imagine, like, if we have guests and stuff that want to come in, I'd rather have a guest for uh, me and Mike together on that show because it's much funner than just keep to myself for this show. So that's why I haven't done a Pantelis podcast in such a long time. And I do recommend, if you're not a subscriber already, head over to compoundmedia.com and subscribe. Not just for two drink minimum, right? A lot of people say, why would I pay 10 bucks a month for one show? There's not. There's a lot of shows. There's In Hot Water. There's the goddamn Anthony Cumia show. It's uh, Anthony Cumia and Dave Landau every day at four. There's Mornings. There's so many. The Kevin Brennan's on there burning bridges. Like it's fucking going out of style. Uh, th- there's a lot to do on uh, Compound Media. It's not just two drink minimum. And it's definitely worth the subscription because there's really nothing that's taboo on there. You could say and do pretty much whatever you want as a host and uh, most of the hosts do really in hot water i guess probably apart from my show and the kumia show is my uh, my favorite so yeah get over to compoundmedia.com and subscribe over there and you'll see what me and mike have been up to as well because two drink minimum is uh, really finding its voice it's a fun show poseidon's become a regular i don't even have him here today initially i thought i would bring him in for this episode because i do not like uh talking by myself for extended periods of time, unless I'm on stage, right? Unless it's stand-up. Uh, I kind of get annoyed with uh, my voice. But I'm doing this to kind of break the the fast, you know? Break the monotony of not having two shows on a weekend. I think it'll hold people over until Two Drink Minimum drops on Friday. Uh, i got to go and record that. Me and Mike were both away uh, last week. That's why we put up the Brad Williams episode, which was a fun episode. Uh, I think Mike was in the States or something. I went up north, and I got a weird sunburn. I got a sunburn on my face, but it's like um, it's like an ultimate warrior face paint sunburn because it's just my nose and forehead. Right? We're not doing video for this episode, even though we're set up for video at the Panels Podcast, as you know, uh, just because there's no point. It's just me. When I uh, fucking tape myself for a goddamn hour or 20 minutes or however long I fucking go, it'll be weird, so I didn't do that. Well, yeah, just so you guys know, that's what's been happening with Two Drink Minimum. And uh, I think me and Mike, we're going to be back in New York. We're going to do a live episode again. Uh, well, again, I mean, it's going to be our first one uh, from Compound Media headquarters there in Manhattan uh, sometime in September. So watch out for that if you're subscribers. And if you're not, again, like I said, head over there. And if you haven't subscribed to the Pantelis podcast, go ahead and do it. I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. You can do it on iTunes, Laughable, Stitcher, whatever the hell you want, right? Google Podcasts. I've been using that a lot now. i got that new Pixel 2, and uh, I've been using the Google Podcasts app. I like it. But you don't have to use that app. Use whatever app you want. Share with your friends. If some friend of yours tells you, hey, I don't like podcasts, explain to that friend that that's why 
the other friends don't like him or her, right? That's why they're unlikable because they don't fucking listen to goddamn podcasts, which are the future because you can pretty much say whatever you want, do whatever you want. You have your own subscriber base. And unless you're Alex Jones, it seems, they won't uh, throw you off a goddamn platform. Or maybe they will. Who knows what the future is? Maybe you'll have to go directly to my site to get this in the future if it ends up pissing too many people off. But I digress. The stuff we've missed, the stuff that's happened, I guess, this week. We can't talk about everything we've missed in six months. Uh, Netflix has kind of changed their tune. I think they, uh, they canceled, or they're not renewing, Michelle Wolf's show for a second season. Or Joe McHale's show, which I called the uh, Michelle Wolf thing. I said it in the beginning um, when it got picked up that I thought it was only going to go for a season uh, after watching one episode. Uh, Joe McHale was a little surprised. I thought that you know they could do a bit to maybe appeal to a larger audience because uh, he's a fun guy and they have a good thing going. But I guess they didn't want to take a chance. Whereas Michelle Wolf, I didn't. Uh, I wanted her to do well, but I didn't find it that funny. I, I, that's why I thought it wasn't going to do well, and it ended up not doing well. Uh, I didn't find that. I don't think it's bad to say you didn't find that funny. Uh, you know, it's the truth. It wasn't the funniest show on there. Plus, someone on Twitter pointed out to me, I think it was Coco. I think it was Coco who tweeted me and said, you don't go to Netflix for talk shows, which is actually very true. You don't go to Netflix for talk shows because, you know, there's talk shows on TV. I mean, if you like talk shows, regular talk shows, you're going to probably like the Jimmy Fallon's. You know, you're going to watch uh, whoever else is on now. Who the fuck? Who, who the fuck? Is Leno still around? I don't know who the fuck's doing the relationship. I know Kimmel's still around. So that's what you're going to watch, right? You're not going to go to Netflix. Uh, it's just, just the way it is. It just feels weird. Just like you wouldn't automatically go to Netflix and listen to music if they had music available. It's just a little odd. So you wouldn't do it. Not that you don't like music. So I don't know if it was the proper platform for a talk show. Maybe Michelle Wolf should have worked on a goddamn sitcom. I don't know. So there's that. And if you really want um, a talk show type thing, like a podcast, maybe a video one, where people could uh, really be honest and not being, you know, not being uh, kind of pushed by the network or not having to be worried about getting canceled, most people just do it online without Netflix. They do it themselves. You know, they're called podcasts. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan's got a good one. That's basically a talk show. Uh, Joey Diaz. You know, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Fucking Theo Vaughn's podcast is really good too. So I don't know why you wouldn't check that out instead of checking out some kind of super manufactured, you know, one opinion uh, type of one-sided deal like a Michelle Wolf one. But that's what happened. I uh, Like I said, I was away and I got burnt on my goddamn face. Uh, I look like the ultimate warrior right now. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to see it because we record two drink minimum in a couple of days. And I think it's still going to be there, right? The burn's not going to leave. I'm putting some cream on, but I don't think it's going to help. So you're pretty much going to see me looking like a weird Ultimate Warrior knockoff when you watch the next episode, Two Drink Minimum. So that's what happened. I stayed at um, my girlfriend stayed at a hotel, which seemed good on paper, like it does most time, but it felt felt haunted. I guess I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't describe it. It was like like a low energy type of vibe which is kind of on one hand it's what you're looking for you know you don't want to get away and you want to just relax a bit but it seemed a little creepy uh at times it, it was kind of like the shining but a lot smaller of a hotel um it's basically like three long hallways one on top of the other i guess it's very very small but it felt it felt off it felt uh like i hadn't had nightmares in a long time i haven't dreamt probably in months i think 
but uh, I actually ha- I had dreams every night, and they were weird. And in my dreams, a lot of dead people were alive. They were just normal people. Like Patrice O'Neill was in in one of my dreams, just hanging out. And he, but he was thin. Everybody who who everybody was thin for some reason. Him, Poseidon, but he had lost a lot of weight. And uh, he was it was it was weird because I never even met Patrice O'Neill to be like, oh, I have a memory of him. They were mixed up. It's just a random thing. I wasn't thinking of him. Uh, so yeah, I had the weird fucking dreams when I was there. Uh, so yeah, again. Probably because it was goddamn haunted or ghosts aren't real. And it was just because it was such a fucking creepy, low-energy vibe that I was thinking about crazy shit. That's probably what happened in that goddamn haunted hotel. And then another thing that I don't understand is they put rules, right? They tell you you can't go to the jacuzzi or the pool with any alcohol. You're not allowed. Uh, Only guests of the hotel are allowed to be here. But what happened yesterday was people showed up and had a party there, old people. They invite all their friends that weren't staying at the hotel. And it was like fucking 20, 30 people took over the whole pool area. And they were drinking. They were basically doing everything that the sign said you shouldn't do. There were people who weren't at the ho- who weren't staying at the hotel that were just chilling at the pool, and they were fucking drinking. And it was cool, and it got noisy. And I didn't like it because I was like, oh, "This is way too noisy." I thought it was like an old people place where we could just relax and no one's gonna bother me. So we checked out a day, a night early. Went uh, to Saint Sauveur. Went uh, to a nice little town. Ate, hung out a bit, and then made the trip back to Montreal because I get annoyed easily. I don't mind checking out early. You know, I get uh, I get annoyed very, very easily, especially if I'm on supposed holiday, you know, trying to relax. And then there's old people. Plus, the worst is old people getting drunk. They fucking, they yap, and they say stupid shit that nobody cares about. Like, I don't remember anything of which you speak of. Fucking old people. Not that I have a problem with old people. Just that when they get drunk and they get yappy, and they yap about stuff that I can't relate to. I don't know what the fuck happened in World War II, you know, as in being there, all right? I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't sit next to Jesus in class. I don't get these fucking references. So it's a little uh, it's a little frustrating when that happens. Getting some water. Got to stay, stay hydrated. I've now committed to uh, losing more weight. So drinking a lot of water and uh, going to the gym every morning. I ran five kilometers this morning how much is kilometers in miles you ask i don't fucking know i don't i don't i don't know i don't do that automatically in my head i can't calculate i can't just change it you figure it out if you're curious but 5k is pretty good you know i uh i was very tired uh it it happened following a physical workout so i feel like i did my job now if i avoid eating ice cream and drink a lot of water then i've done did good right now i got distracted so back to the point uh, so here's the task at hand. Just wanted to kind of notify everybody that the Pentelis podcast is going to be coming back in its uh, old kind of format, right, where I have guests and I'm not just talking like a fucking crazy person to myself for a while. Even though it's really nice, like the, the studio when you're alone and there's the view outside and it's sunny like it is now, it's, uh, it's actually pretty nice. But still, you know, you get bored. Like I want to ask people questions. You know, why are you doing this? Why are you saying this? Why why'd you do that? And it's not fun when it's just me because I know the answers to any questions that I would ask myself. Because if I didn't, I'd be fucking insane. Right? What am I hiding secrets from my goddamn self? How is that even possible? So it's going to come back. Uh, the Pendulous Podcast is going to come back in the regular format of having guests around and asking them questions. And then you get to learn about them because I like it and I'm hoping that you guys like it too. But in the meantime, I wanted to kind of drop this episode, you know, get it, get the ball rolling again. 
and let you guys know of upcoming stuff that me and Mike are going to be working on. And if you're wondering why the hell I don't bring Mike and Poseidon in on this, it's because then what's the difference? Because Mike and Poseidon would have loved to be here. But what's the difference between Two Drink Minimum and the Pantels podcast if it's the same people on it, right? Trying to diversify here. You know, we don't, we're not going to have the same thing happen all the time, though uh, a second episode a week of Two Drink Minimum wouldn't really be bad, right? which is why it might happen. I think our contract goes till December, I think. So that was the initial one, you know? So we'll see. Like, what are we doing? Are we, are we renewing? Are we getting an extra day? Are we just doing the same thing one day a week, Fridays, 4 p.m., compoundmedia.com, go subscribe? Uh, we don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I know that a couple of people called in. Uh, who the fuck calls? That was the weirdest thing, though. I was thinking about that. Just sent an email. But some people called in uh, to Compound Media, and they were asking to put two drink minimum on two days uh, a week. And when I saw that message, I found it so funny that you'd call in. Just send a message. Like, how, how fucking serious about this shit are you? I'm not saying you shouldn't be. It's a fucking great show. I agree with you. But, you know, calm down. Just fucking drop them an email. They read that shit, right? Or else why would they hand out those fucking emails? They read them, all right? So just send an email if you want the show to be on more. I know me and Mike uh, probably wouldn't mind. I mean, you know, with our schedules, it might be a little tricky. But I think we could get two episodes out a week. I don't think it's in the realm of fucking beyond the realm of possibility, rather. I, right now, I do have time to get up. This just thing, by the way, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention. Uh, I keep forgetting to direct people to my YouTube channel. But if you go to youtube.com slash comedy, you will find that I have uh, episodes of this podcast and there's also this just thing, which is the most hated name in news. It's me and my buddy Phil Balbanos who uh, produce a weekly news show. Now, I don't know if I'm going to call it a parody news show because we're not really acting. Right. Well, you know, sometimes we fuck around with like I make a lot of jokes on it, but we're just kind of commenting on uh, news that we found of that week. Right. So we find different stuff and then we'll talk about it. And that'll be uh, that'll be kind of what we do. And then we make fun of things if they're make funnable or we make fun of people. If the people are make funnable, uh, you know, or we make words up like make funnable, you know, it's, it's what we do. And this just thing is on, only on YouTube. I mean, we put the episodes on, on our Facebook page too. But who the fuck's going to watch that shit? So who's going to watch that shit on the, on the Facebook, right? You, got, you want it on the YouTube. So you can subscribe, you click on it, and then you know whenever there's a goddamn new episode. And it's really hard to gain traction now on YouTube because we, even the Pendulous Podcast, right? We joined the game kind of late. I wasn't making video content before. So... I kind of have it on there, I guess, for fun now. I don't know what the hell the point of it is. It's just much better to, if you want to listen to podcasts, unless there's something serious about the video element where you want to watch them, uh, you know, iTunes and the rest of that shit is pretty good. You get it. Like right now, somebody could be running. Somebody could be on a treadmill listening to me babbling, right? I don't know how this motivates you. That's another thing. A lot of people tell me I listen to podcasts when I'm at the gym. But I don't know how you do it. How do you? I'm jealous of you being able to motivate yourself enough to listen to people talk, or one asshole in this case, speak while you're on the fucking treadmill. I need super hardcore music, all right? And I got my imagination running, and I'm listening to like really, really hardcore, like rock and roll or heavy metal or some kind of inspirational song. And then I'm moving forward, you know, like you're thinking like you're in a sports game, and there's fucking, I don't know, you're playing soccer, and you're in injury time, and you're down a goal, and you got to score, or hockey, whatever the fuck you're thinking. But the point is something to motivate you to keep running if my voice is motivating you to keep running 
She's great. More power to you. But how the fuck is that even possible? My voice doesn't even motivate me to keep running. I could tell myself, keep running, dude. I'm like, yeah, shut the fuck up. I don't want to keep running. So I don't know how it works for you guys. Huh. Anyways, that's what happens. So yeah, uh, me and Mike are being heading back to New York in September. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun because we have... Uh, I don't want to announce everything that we're going to be doing yet. I'd rather let like Compound Media and Mike and Ali and everybody when uh, you know shit's more finalized. But we're going ha- to be there for quite a bit. I think uh, four days or something. So we'll be doing something just about every day, I think, while we're there. And it'll be fun. Get to hang out. I mean, the, the biggest I, base for Compound Media has to be New York. So it's a lot of... A lot of people who listen, a lot of fans out there, uh, and just cool. The people who know comedy, right? The people who enjoy stand up, and that's our biggest thing with me and Mike is we tend to get along with people who understand and appreciate stand up comedy. And uh, you know, you can judge stand up, you can think someone's funny, you can think someone's not funny, but you know, when you when you read too much into jokes, and you're like, oh, he made a joke about retarded people, he must hate retarded people. That's yeah, not the case. It's not the case. Because think about me, right? I make jokes about myself. I fucking love myself. I make jokes about being Greek. Love being Greek. Love Greece. Uh, I make jokes about anybody. It's just, if there's something funny, it just comes out. You know, you just, you can't help it. As a comedian, if there's something funny available to you, you sometimes you even think about it. You're like, ah, oh, don't say it. They're going to get offended. But it just comes out. It just comes out because it's funny. It fits. It's like a, think about it as a puzzle, okay? Think if you have OCD and there's a giant puzzle. And there's one piece missing. And you keep looking at it. You're like, fuck, there's a piece missing. And then you have that fucking piece in your hand. What's going to happen if you have OCD? You're going to put that fucking piece in, even if they're telling you, do not complete the puzzle. And that's kind of what happens to comedians. They're, it's right there. It's like low-hanging fruit. Somebody says something, and you're ready. You're like, oh, this is, this, this is going to get heated quick. This guy's going to take offense to this one. He doesn't like us talking shit about his wife. But bam, you have to say it. You, you put that fucking puzzle piece in. Boom, you're happy. The puzzle's complete. Everybody around you is crying. But at least you're happy. You're happy that that puzzle has been completed. So let me get back to plugging my stuff. Uh, this just thing on the YouTubes. Uh, get get on it. Get on pentelscomedy.com. You have all the social links over there. So you could go subscribe, follow, Snap. I don't know. Is Snapchat? Follow? I'm never on Snapchat. I have Snapchat. And I get notifications like this person is fucking snapping or doing whatever the fuck. And I never even look at it. Like, I don't know what's going on on Snapchat. It's very rare that I snap something because there's so much. Like, everything's happening at once. There's the Instagram. There's the Facebook. There's the Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter. I think I like Twitter because it's, it's pretty direct. You just talk to people. So I think that's my big appeal with it. Uh, Facebook, I, I like to share a lot of stuff so you know what's happening. Like, I use it for marketing purposes. Instagram, I have a lot of fun with, too. I share a lot of, um, you know, marketing stuff, I guess, like promote shit. But I also, in my stories, I kind of share moment stuff that's happening. But not as much as, as everyone else, and I guess not as much as I should be. But I don't know, it's just, what do you, what do, you do? How do people kind of update everything at once? What, like, you're hanging out, and you're like, all right, this is a great moment for Snapchat. Okay, this is food. This is a great moment for Instagram. Oh, this would have been a great moment for Snapchat, but I already did my Snapchat. Like, I don't understand how you decide. And aren't you wasting so much time by thinking about which platform to share something on, right? That you're not really enjoying the moment. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you enjoy the moment more if you weren't thinking about, oh, this is a great fucking Instagram moment, right? Like, sometimes I have to force myself. Like, I haven't posted something in a while. I was like, fuck, I got to post something. And then, you know, I'll... I'll 
you know, post the closest, funniest or cool picture that I have or something like that. But I don't, like, I did a lot of stuff. Like, people didn't know that I was out of town. I did, because I didn't fucking post it. And not because I'm hiding or anything, just because you didn't think, you know, you're just living the moment and you're not thinking about it. You're like, I'll get back to this kind of shit when I get back to t- back into town. And then you get back in town and you realize, oh, well, you know, there was moments that maybe if you wanted to share, you should have shared. But who gives a fuck? Who cares about my trip? You know what I mean? I barely, I forgot about it now. It happened. It's done. You know? I, I like to share stuff that's funny because I feel like that stuff stays. You could go back and rewatch or relook at something that's funny. Right? And I also like posting uh, promotional stuff, letting you guys know what I'm up to. If there's a new episode of something, that kind of, because it makes sense, right? You want people to know or else what's the point of doing it if it's a goddamn secret? But I don't know about this fucking constant posting on everything. I don't know about this constant, um, like, voyeuristic culture that we have now. Like, you have to see everything. You know, like, oh, look, I'm opening a bottle of wine right now. Oh, I'm eating cheese also. It's like, yeah, well, what the fuck do I care what you're eating? Like, Jesus, you know? What is it, it going to change? If you posted that you opened the bottle of wine and then it fucking exploded and something funny happened, it's like, yes, share this. This is fucking hilarious. We're all going to enjoy this together. Some of us can relate, like me, uh, fucking Butterfingers over here, make all kinds of mistakes. But if it's just, this is cheese. This is bacon. What are you, what are you fucking showing me here? That you enjoy cheese and bacon? Yeah, you're a goddamn human being. I assumed you enjoyed cheese and bacon. I don't know. Which, by the way, I'm going to cut down on bacon. I like bacon. But I am going to cut down on bacon because, very simply, uh, my buddy Andy Tenderloins posted something that they did a study. And forget fattening. That, that's one thing. You know, you could watch that. You go to the gym. But apparently bacon and something else uh, causes stomach cancer. Like, they, it just fucking scared me because I can handle fat. But, uh, you know, I don't want stomach cancer. That's some extreme shit. Uh, he, it was like as if you're eating cigarettes or some shit. I don't know what the fuck he said, but the, it was the World Health Organization who you shouldn't trust anyway. But still, you know, somebody there took the time, made this research. I don't know how. Did they give bacon to a lot of people? And then some people got stomach cancer? I don't know. Is this wrong? Maybe it's not the bacon causing the stomach cancer. Maybe they gave it to people who had cancer. Because uh, how do you really test this? Uh, I'm curious. You pull out an ad... Like, who wants to eat bacon for six months? We're going to test out the results. And did everybody get stomach cancer? Or was it like two out of ten people or five out of ten people? These are the questions that I have. Are are they normal questions? Would they be questions that normal people would ask? Uh, Fuck, I don't know. I don't know what a normal person is anymore. I don't don't know what normal, what normalcy is. I I don't know how you describe what normal is. Like, everybody, I used to think growing up that I was normal. And that everybody around me was normal. And then it's like, no, they're not normal. You know, you're, you're all fucking weirdos. And then now I'm looking around. I'm like, well, then everyone's a fucking weirdo. What is uh, this normalcy? Doesn't I think the weirder you are, the more normal you are, maybe. Because when I see, like, normal, quote-unquote, people, uh, you know, uh, it seems weird to me. I was like, look at this fucking weirdo. Fucking sampling stuff at an ice cream shop. Stop, stop fucking with the samples all the time. Just fucking get what you want. Try one sample if you're not fucking sure or something. But this fucking repeated... Sa- you're wasting plastic. All right? And as you can see, some people take it really serious, like in San Francisco, where they're cracking down on fucking... They're making it illegal to have plastic straws. How fucked is that? Isn't that the same city, though? Unless I'm wrong. But I think that they're giving away free needles to people who want to inject themselves with heroin. Right? So I don't understand. They care about nature. They care about... What do they care about? They, like I, I care about the animals too, but you're saying, hey, be careful of these animals. The straws might kill them. 
But the guy doing heroin, not nah, heroin's fine. Heroin is not going to kill this guy. I don't know. I don't know what uh, the fuck goes on in San Francisco. Seems a little wacky. Though I'm not saying you should put the guy in jail. Yeah, I don't think that's going to help. But instead of... Then again, it is cheaper to just give clean needles than it would be to invest in some kind of rehabilitation program. But if you really do give a shit about people, wouldn't you rather spend the money for some kind of a real rehabilitation or little, oh my God, rehabilitation program uh, rather than just hand out needles? Be like, yeah, whatever, knock yourself out. Because apparently there's uh, fucking needles everywhere. And even though that is dangerous with the needle, it's not even the biggest problem. The biggest issue, I think, is that you're not really helping the situation because you're just... Um, Keep keeping them doing drugs more. You're like, yeah, just fucking keep doing heroin, dudes. You know, you're not you're not helping them get get out of this. Because the way I hear it, heroin, it kind of has you by the balls. Like if you're fucking doing heroin, man, that's like you're stuck. You know, it's really hard to to get out of that. Like who gets out of that? Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. Like who gets out of doing heroin or speedballs, whatever the fuck he was doing. Like that's some hardcore shit. You need some some serious fucking mentoring and people watching your ass and then you go through withdrawals and stuff so i would say i know it costs more than just handing out needles but if you really give a fuck about people why don't you invest in that why don't you invest in taking care of the people who are addicted to heroin kind of stopping that epidemic as opposed to cracking down on goddamn plastic fucking straws and again i'm all for the animals i'm all for the seat fucking turtles surviving but a goddamn you know the plastic straws like how who, who calculated this they said there's fucking billions of straws a day going i don't think that's fucking accurate because i have straws available to me all the time rarely seldom do i ever select a straw now sometimes i have seen people overdo it like yesterday i got a got a cold coffee where i was and the guy brought me two fucking straws like it's a goddamn milkshake and i was even staring at him i was like dude like i'm gonna use one straw why do you think i need two fucking straws like i'm a nine-year-old girl at a fucking smoothie shop like why do i need two straws who am i gonna share it's coffee i'm not gonna share my coffee with anyone just a waste of a fucking straw. It doesn't mean that it's going to end up with a fucking turtle. I'm not going to go out and throw this in the goddamn ocean. I'm expecting when I put it in the goddamn recycling bin that the government isn't fucking trying to strangle, you know, sea urchins and fucking, you know, sea animals with fucking uh, my plastic that I'm throwing away. However, still on his part, waste of a fucking straw. Waste of a perfectly good straw. You could have just used one fucking straw. I'm one guy, one cup of coffee, cup of coffee, cold coffee. One straw, a single straw, sir, will suffice. You don't need two. Again, the stuff I'm saying, does it make sense? Do people agree with it? I don't fucking know. Sometimes I think I'm the only one who makes sense to myself, and everybody else around me is like, this guy's a fucking idiot. You need two straws, or, you know, this guy's a fucking moron. What, you know, why help the heroin people? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, you always think that you're right most of the time, right? You think that that's the problem with everyone. They all think they're right even when they're wrong. So I'm open to the idea that I could think that I'm right and actually just be wrong, right? It's, it's a definite possibility because why the hell would I be right all the time? It doesn't make sense. Uh, so there's a, there's a good chance that everything I'm telling you is completely wrong or you should go the other way. However, in the same, same respect, odds are, shit, man, I might be fucking right and you might be thinking to yourselves, yeah, this guy, I like the cut of his chip. This guy's making fucking sense. What is this double straw situation happening? You know, the only good thing, the only good thing about doing the podcast by myself, uh, it, it, the only benefit to it is personal. The only benefit to it is because since I do stand-up, it does help to kind of just riff sometimes. Like, you like to go on stage on open mics and uh, go unprepared. Like, I don't know how many people do it, but I, I like to do it. I like to go on open mics sometimes with, without using my, my jokes that I know will work. 
and just talk a bit if I have a topic or um, sometimes not even a topic. Sometimes just like a feeling. Like let's say I'm feeling good that day or I'm feeling bad or whatever. And just kind of explore that for a couple of minutes and see where it gets you. So it kind of helps to have that free time to just talk by yourself, uh, but talk outwardly, right? Whether it's in a microphone on stage or now in the studio by myself just doing this podcast. Uh, it, so on a personal level, it's kind of beneficial because you get to explore certain things. You, you know, you get comfortable just hearing your own fucking voice without, um, you know, he, hearing the response of either laughter or booze or whatever type of response, you know, you're used to. So there is a benefit to doing it by yourself. However, again, man, I, I do prefer having a fucking guest here and not grill. Like, you know, you've seen, you guys have, hopefully, some of you have checked out some Pentel's podcast. I don't grill people. I bring him on and talk about themselves. Uh, you know, I'm curious about what they're up to. Sometimes I'll ask some fucking, you know, follow-up questions if I feel like someone's fucking with me or they're saying something that, you know, we got to dig deeper into. But I don't really grill people. I bring them on because I think they're interesting or they have something interesting to talk about that I think the listeners slash viewers would enjoy. And then that's, that's why they're here. So there's that. Now, what else haven't I, I talked about in a while? I didn't talk about Just for Laughs this summer. I talked about a bit on the two-drink minimum. But uh, me and Mike had a lot of fun. Me and Mike had a great time at Just for Last. It was my first ever Just for Last festival, being part of it as an artist. And I'm going to be honest with you, it felt fucking great. You know, it was a long time coming, and I enjoyed being part of it. Really proud of myself for being there. And I think I think I did what I was supposed to do. Uh, we, The product that we gave, I guess, uh, in Two Drink Minimum Live was good. It was a great show. Uh, then I got to do the Plaza Zar shows with Mike, just stand-up, and people enjoyed those as well. They had fun. So from my perspective, everything I had to do, I goddamn delivered. And from Just for Last perspective, everything they did, they fucking delivered too because I had a great fucking time. Uh, I enjoyed myself. They had a lot of good shows. You know, I got to watch some stuff. So I uh, got to hang out with a lot of people. It was a lot of fun. I think the person that had the most fun was probably Poseidon. Poseidon was fucking, Jesus Christ. He had my guest pass and uh, Mike's guest pass, so he was, was double fisting because he's a big guy. We gave him two guest passes just in case, like, so there's not enough space. And he had a great time. He was meeting a lot of people. Uh, he fucking, I don't know, he just, it's weird seeing him talk to comedians that he's seen their specials but doesn't know them because he's not, it's not that he's not a comedy fan. He likes comedy, he, but he's he's not a comedy connoisseur, right? So he'll see somebody like, hey, didn't you uh, didn't you talk about, you know, getting fucked by, uh, you know, a coven of witches or whatever? And he's like, yeah, man, that was on my special. Be like, ah, I fucking like your shit, bro. Keep it up. So he was, he was nice in that sense. You know, Poseidon, wacko, resident weirdo, but we love him. We, we love Poseidon. And he should have actually, I would have had him on for a couple of minutes today at least. But he's uh, he's double double shifting this week at the Avis Rent-A-Car. Because he wants to uh, get some extra hours in before jumping on the Two Drink Minimum podcast with me and Mike. Because we got some funny stuff to talk about. So he's trying to make some extra coin. Plus he thought that I'd be out of town longer. So he figured why not get the extra hours in. Which makes sense. I recommend to everybody. If you could get paid, you fucking do it. Alright? Here's the thing. No one's going to fucking... No one's going to hand you shit, right? So you go out there and you fucking work and you get what's yours. If it's comedy, then you fucking practice you get out there open mics you fucking you know you do it you if it's if you're i don't know if you're a project manager if you're a fucking i don't know flight attendant you be the best fucking goddamn flight attendant you can be 
You know, don't be an asshole. Don't tell people to fucking remove their headphones all the fucking time. You know, be a good goddamn flight attendant, and you will excel. You will excel at uh, whatever you want to do as long as you have a passion for it and uh, you push hard. Don't don't let people lie to you and tell you oh, you can't make it. Life life is hard. Life is very hard. It's not gonna get any easier. But it looks at things. But if you put the fucking time in, man, sooner or later, you reap the uh, the rewards, right? You get all the benefits of the goddamn time that you put in. That's the motivational part of this uh, this podcast. I decided to motivate people. Uh, I didn't think about it before. It's just something I felt like saying because uh, I do argue with Poseidon a lot about how he feels that oh nothing's fair and nothing. You kind of get what you give almost, right? If you're not willing to put in the work. Uh, seldom do you get back anything, right? You you really need to to fucking ante up and work hard. Speaking of anteing up, poker, fucking poker is getting bigger and bigger. I know uh, my buddy Nick Brobro is always at the playground poker club. I think he works there too now, and he's always part of those tournaments. So I see his posts. There, it's pretty fucking happening, man. Poker is goddamn. Uh, poker is like the next poker. It's fucking. It's huge. There's tournaments. They're making money. You can go on a weekend and collect some cash. At the same time, though, you can also go and lose fucking everything. So you be careful when you gamble. You gamble responsible. You gamble responsibly. You gamble with money that is not, you know, um, needed for your everyday life. If you're going to gamble, fucking gamble with your extra money. Money that you're going to spend going out to eat. You know, money that you're going to spend on a video game. Things of that sort. Do not gamble with your goddamn rent money, you fucking savages. All right, now, some of you might be like, hey, why is he calling me a fucking savage? It's the risk I'm willing to take. Uh, well, it's the opinion that I'm willing to take, you know? You're a fucking savage if you're risking your goddamn rent on a fucking poker table. You goddamn savage. That's it. That's all there is to it. Fucking savages. I'm excited this week. We got uh, soccer. Uh, a lot of you might already know. Big soccer. I'm a AEK Athens fan. And we got the Champions League playoffs against... Uh, fucking some garbage team from hungary uh the hungarian champions i guess so me saying that they're garbage is gonna piss people off but they're garbage it's fucking hung hungarians what are they doing playing soccer so uh, uh the hungarian soccer team <laughs> just saying it to piss people off yeah so we're facing uh the champions of hungary in a two-legged playoff for those of you who don't know what a two-legged playoff is uh, it's a soccer thing. It's a uh, one home game and one away game. And then if you're tied on goals, the team that scored the most goals away from home wins. And if you're still tied on that, like let's say the first game was 2-2 and the second game was 2-2, which would mean that you both scored two goals away, uh, then you go into extra time, right? Now here's the kicker. So let's say if you're in the second game and you're away from home and you go into extra time and you score a goal, then that goal is kind of doubled. So even if the other team fucking scores one goal on you in extra time and then you're tied 3-3, you still win because you scored more away goals, so you really fuck them over. So the away goals in soccer, very fucking important. Very, very important. So our first leg is away. The first leg is in Hungary on uh, Wednesday. And then next Tuesday, it's in Athens. So I'm looking to see a good fucking performance. We knocked out Celtic. AK took out Celtic in uh, the third round of qualifying, one round previous to the playoffs. And it was, uh, was kind of tight, right? The first game ended 1-1 in Scotland, and then the second game ended 2-1 for AK in Athens. And the reason why I was nervous is not because of the team. I wasn't really scared of Celtic on paper. 
but uh, the, these two games were AK, AK, I guess for you guys, uh, AK's first competitive matches this year, right? They were just playing friendlies in the summer because the Greek league starts late because, you know, we're Greek. We fucking take our time, right? I think it starts on the 25th of August this year. So next weekend. Even now, this is going to be our third fucking uh, real formal game this year. And we haven't had any fucking league games. So everyone else ahead of us. So they had played fucking league games and this and that. So everyone was worried about, uh, you know, AK being in shape. But uh, they pulled it out. They're, they're fucking fighters. We're not, uh, we're not just any fucking team, you know. They're, they fight. They try their best. So I'm pretty happy. So now we got the Hungarians. And if... They could take out the Hungarian champions. That means that they move in to the Champions League for this season. That would mean that my little team would... Uh, and what, The only reason why I say little team is because there's a lot of young Greek players on it. Because the team went through uh, bankruptcy and they fell two divisions and they were in the amateur divisions. They were 200th place. Now they're back in... Uh, they won the Greek championship last year. Uh, the Greek League last season. And now they're back as a big fucking contender in Europe, but still our budget, uh, minuscule compared to like a Barcelona and such. But if they go to the group stage, that's who they're going to be facing, right? Teams like that. Teams with budgets that are like fucking 10 to 100 times larger than ours, which is fucking exciting, you know? And that's how you gotta, that's how you gotta look at it. It's exciting. And you're not going first year in after a big absence uh, trying to win the whole thing, but you want to make a good showing. Right, you want to collect that fucking cash because I think they give you money just for entering. Like, if you make it to the group stage as a team, you get like fucking thirteen million euros. And then every game, you know, there's TV rights and shit. They give you another two million. Every win is more. Every tie is more. I think you only get TV stuff if you lose. You don't get any extra bonuses if you're losing. But still, there's fucking money on the goddamn table, and you're supposed to take that money and build your team and make it bigger. I lost more than half the audience just talking about soccer right now for a while. Uh, that's what I'm interested in, though. And I don't get enough of a chance to talk about it. A lot of people don't get it. A lot of people don't give a fuck about soccer around here. So it's just me talking to myself normally about soccer. And now you have to fucking sit here and listen to that shit. So I hope you enjoyed it. And we have... I don't care about talking about any other sports right now because we talked about the goddamn soccer, which is the most exciting thing happening right now in the sports world. Let's be fucking honest. Apart from that, the only thing that's remotely exciting is uh, just the UFC couple of fights coming up i am excited about conor mcgregor versus uh the russian guy uh the russian muslim guy i'm excited about that fight that looks like it's going to be uh exciting and also brock lesnar versus daniel cormier that's going to be exciting especially since daniel cormier clearly wants to have sex with brock lesnar you know as made apparent by his recent tweets tweeted to brock lesnar like you know you better get your exercise in now while you're in the WWE, because I'm going to be inside your asshole, which is fucking, it's a little gay, right, which, there's no problem with it being gay, but like, uh, touch sexually harassment, right, isn't it, a bit, you're saying that you're going to slip your, your, your penis right up Brock Lesnar's ass, it's a little strange, it's two guys, is it acceptable because it's two guys, if he was saying it to a woman, like if he said that to fucking, I don't know, Ronda Rousey, would that be acceptable? I don't fucking think so. I don't fucking think so. There's a goddamn double standard, all right? You're not treating the gay guys the way you're treating the straight guys, and that's not fair to the gay guys mostly, because Brock Lesnar here, a victim, a victim of sexual harassment, and nobody's going to take him seriously because he's a goddamn giant of a man, and I feel like if there was a rape to take place between them, I feel like Brock Lesnar would be the rapist. He's big. 
He's a big guy. He seems like he could lift. But Cormier is a big fucking guy too. You know, he's got that weight on him. But I'm just saying that if, if there was a rape between those two, I feel like Brock Lesnar would be committing the rape. So again, what do I know? Maybe the reason why DC had the balls to come out and say shit like that is because he knows how to fucking rape dudes. I don't know. Maybe he's got a fucking technique down and Brock Lesnar needs to watch out after the fight or before the fight. Who knows what DC's plan is? You know, maybe there's a pre-fight rape. Point is, it's a weird fucking tweet. It was a weird tweet. It was a weird thing to put out in public. And he did, though. The balls on that fucking Cormier. Just tweeting about rape. Hmm. That's about it. What is this? A half hour? 30 minutes? 40 minutes? It's something. Drinking some water. I think uh, I think you guys got all that you're going to get from me today. That's about it. And I hope that you tell your friends to check this podcast out, even though it's kind of false advertising because they're going to be like, all right, well, let me check it out. This, this fucking retard's talking. And then be like, hey, how the fuck come every other episode there's other people on it and he's not talking? Well, because he doesn't like to talk by himself too much. Very rarely is he going to have episodes where it's just him. It's just, uh, just the way it goes. I like, uh, I like to bring in guests. So deal with that. Tell your friends to go on iTunes or wherever the fuck they get their podcasts. And none of these excuses of I don't like podcasts. You know who doesn't like podcasts? Crazy fucking people. Right? Crazy people don't like podcasts. Where do you get your entertainment from? Where do you get your fucking news from? The goddamn news? Like some fucking peasant? It's 2018, people. All right? And you could be listening to this in 2019. Shit, for all I know, someone is listening to this and it's 2025 right now and I'm dead. Fucking creepy. If I do die, that's going to be fucking weird if you listen to it. But if I do die, just know that, uh, you know, I died doing what I love. Water skiing. Which <laughs> I don't water ski. Yes, go to pendelscomedy.com. Look at the social links. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a, leave a review if you want. You, you know what you should do? Go to iTunes. Leave a five-star review, but shit on me in the review. Just be like, fuck this asshole. But as long as it's five stars, I won't mind. And I'll talk about it on the show. Um, do that. Tell your friends about the show. Tell them to subscribe. Go to uh, compoundmedia.com. Subscribe, if not for any other reason. Though you do have many reasons on that. Um, on the network, subscribe for two drink minimum. Me and Mike, me, Mike Ward, Poseidon, fucking kicking asses left and right. It's a good fucking time, uh, and that's it. My name is Pantelis, and that's all you're gonna get. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.